1: everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between One Heart DC and WAVA Radio. Here, as always, to be your host. My name is Brian Bales, and I have the privilege of just walking us through every week the truth that the gospel in so many areas of our life is really what makes a way. Whether you're listening to us here on the radio, whether you're listening on podcast, or whether you catch me in person at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, that truth doesn't change. And so often on the show, what we do is we we set up our conversation by going to Scripture because the Scripture is authority in our life, right? And there's one section of Scripture that the Apostle Peter wrote about in his epistle, 1 Peter, that really, really matters to our conversation today. And this is how it goes from 1 Peter 4, verse 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good, Stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belongs glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, in this passage, Peter tells us to use our gifts to serve others to the glory of God. But what if in this idea of using our gifts, we have obstacles in our way that prevent us from using them and living and serving to our full potential? So today we're going to hear from someone who has used her gifts to create Rise. And Rise is a movement focused on allowing believers to overcome their challenges, to follow their passion and purpose, and strengthen and revive their faith through what's called holistic self-empowerment. It says Rise today because the time is now. And so our guest that I'm referring to is the Reverend Christian B. Aaron. So Christian, thanks for joining us on the show today.
2: Absolutely. I am just just floored to be here today.
1: Well, you know, one of the things I love about when I see people's bios and background is just how they describe themselves. And and not a lot of people lead with a faith-driven millennial that also attaches to a native of Birmingham, Alabama, (laughs) right? So, but I love the fact you're a graduate of Howard University. We have many graduates of Howard University who have been on the show. Uh, Howard has been blessed to the city and blessed to this show many ways. Uh, you got a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. You're registered nurse, but you're also a graduate of Wesley Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. where you got a Master's of Divinity. And what you do is you combine both nursing and ministry by creating platforms for holistic wellness. Right. You're actually right the owner of Rise Enterprises, which we'll talk about. Certified Life and Health Coach, Motivational Speaker, Retreat Host, uh, and author of two daily devotional books that you can find at different outlets anywhere you want to go. Absolutely. One called Rise and Shine, and another is Single is Not a Sin. Um, You've also extended your ministry beyond the United States and areas like Capestown, South Africa, El Salvador, Mission trips. You have so many things uh, about you that we could talk about. But one I just want to end on is that you were an ordained at Mount Moriah Baptist Church where you served as youth minister. And now you are the proud wife of Mr. Matt
2: Aaron. I could ask
1: you whether or not you wrote single is not a sin before you got married.
2: I was single when I wrote it. I assume that you might have
1: been, but that truth is still true whether you were single or whether you're married.
2: Absolutely.
1: So let's talk about Rise a little bit. When did you first... Feel sort of called to use your expertise Mm -hmm. in the area of nursing, but also your calling in the ministry to kind of merge those two areas of life to talk and to bring about this ministry called Rise.
2: To be completely honest, when I was an undergrad, I was in nursing, and that's when I began to feel a call to preach the gospel and. In the moment, it didn't make sense. I said, how does nursing and ministry complement one another? I felt as if it was more um, of a divorce instead of a professional marriage. Okay. And when I was in seminary um, following my pursuit to just really enhance the kingdom, that's when the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart uh, this, this merging of the mind, body, and spirit. And that's where my holistic empowerment was birthed because— When I was working in the the hospital, everything was about diagnosis and medicine. And when I was in the church setting as a youth pastor, um, everything was about prayer and, um, and reading the word, but there was not a conversation about how one affects the other. And so I started Rise to really bring awareness um, about mental health, nutrition, how to become our best selves as we serve the kingdom. And from there, I've done retreats, life coaching, um, a plethora of seminars to really bring uh, Build a discipleship of people that are rising holistically in Mm -hmm. Christ and not depleted. (laughs) And
1: and thanks for like really defining for us what you mean by holistic. I think words are thrown around a lot. And there's some people who may have been thinking holistically and completely separating it from the theological or spiritual side. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people who may have been looking at just only, but God created us as integrated beings, much like he used your particular gifting and calling both into the medical field and nursing and also into ministry, professionally at least, and and put them together. So. When you... You began to be moved by God to begin to create Rise. What was that process like? How did the people around you uh, encourage you, hopefully, strive towards, help you strive towards your goals?
2: Absolutely. So it's, it's funny enough, um, you cannot do ministry or any um, calling without community. And that I remember, is so true, yes. <laughs> you can only go so far alone. And I remember when I was in seminary and I was birthing Rise, it was actually a project for one of my classes. And just to see my colleagues around, Around this 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 author who just wrote a book, I felt that I was inadequate. But my community empowered me. They showed up. They prayed for me. They were the ones buying the books and buying the t-shirts. And so. Um, it just gave me confidence that done is better than perfect and that. I want to um,
1: pause there, all yeah. right? Yeah. Because so, I really want people to hear the power of what you said, because mm-hmm. lots of times in our life, we don't move forward yeah. because perfection gets in the way of progress. Yeah. So say that again for people to hear it. And what do you mean by that?
2: Absolutely. Um, done is better than perfect. And I'm actually reading a book on who, not how. When you have procrastination, it is not a sign that you are not the person for the job it is a sign that you may not have the education or the ability to see something through, which is why you call on others to make sure that that vision can be completed. So when you are writing that book or when you are applying for that job, you do not have to have a spirit of perfection. You do not have to say this is going to be the New York Times bestseller. Sometimes you just have to take the first step. And allow God to lead you every step after that.
1: Yeah, now I hope people listen to the rest of the show, but you can (laughs) stop right here from listening. And that's a sermon in and of itself that we need to understand that's powerful. So eventually, obviously, rise went from something that God placed upon your heart. Yeah to something that was birthed into a reality. Mm-hmm. Certainly not perfect when it started, and I'm sure not perfect now, but yes. making that progress. So you talked about holistic health in that way. Is that the complete mission of RISE? Or if you were you know, in an elevator with someone, they're like, mm-hmm. what is RISE? What would you tell them?
2: I would say RISE is a movement that helped generations rise in Christ and calling. I believe that we live in a world where um, especially my generation, Millennials, uh, Gen Zers, they are shying away from the church, or shying away from spirituality, and success is now something that is monetary, but I believe success is when you have God as your foundation, um, allowing you to work through various areas of your life, and so Rise's mission is to make the gospel relevant. Mm. Rise's mission is to shine a light into the hearts of others, um, to serve, to give, so it's, it's it's a ministry it's empowerment but it's also a lifestyle and that's what I want people to understand how to how to have a, a holistic lifestyle that encompasses many areas of your life um, and then how do you influence and disciple others to do the same
1: and you've done this already I just want to make sure I'm following though when you say holistic wellness how do you define it
2: yeah so I believe that holistic wellness, honestly, is now a cliche word Sure, everyone is talking about it. Kind of I
1: do, too. That's why I wanted to hear what you had to say. (laughs) You read my mind.
2: Absolutely. It's it's cliche because when we talk about holistic wellness, oftentimes people talk about eating well or working out. But there is about eight pillars of our wellness. We're we're talking about social, environmental, financial, um, spiritual, mental. And so holistic wellness is having an understanding of the totality of self. So holistic wellness is not um, negotiating one part of yourself to raise up another. It is an equilibrium, and sometimes it's seasonal. But one thing that I encourage people to understand where they are in their holistic wellness is to Google a wellness wheel and to look at all of the factors that are in that wellness wheel and to ask yourself, where are the areas that I'm really, really thriving in? And then what are maybe two areas that I really want to um, evolve in and grow in? Because depletion affects the areas that are even thriving. So I would say holistic wellness is having a pulse on yourself and, and all the areas and not just emphasizing one area of your life.
1: All right. So say I, I went and I Googled it mm-hmm. uh, and I had this moment. Yes. I like to call that overwhelming moment. Like, oh. Man, there, there's more than just one. There's eight here yes. or, and And maybe the tension is, all right, so there's areas that are out of whack, and I may want to procrastinate because I get perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, How does Rise then, for those people who engage this and want to be more holistic in their faith, holistic in their life, holistic in their very purpose, um, how do they then help in that way? people not just know about it, but actually practice it?
2: Yeah, so um, if you go to my website, there are many...
1: Yeah, let's tell them what that is. It's
2: RiseWithChristian.com. I have a lot of PDFs, and um, at one point I had... Um, A lot of interactive PDFs. One was a holistic uh, wellness check. And what I encourage people to do is it can be overwhelming, Mm -hmm. just like anything else in your life. But that doesn't mean that you negate it because it is overwhelming. So so what I say is just to create maybe 10 minutes out of the month and just really look at your life and say, where is my focus? Because I believe wellness takes a vision. And the Bible says without a vision the people will perish. So just like you have a vision for your life, for your finances, for your profession, you have to have a a vision for your wellness. Um, Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, how, How do you envision your mobility? How do you envision your mindset? And you have to write it down and you have to practice it. So I would just say sit down, take a piece of paper, and just say, okay, what?" What are What is one area I want to thrive in this month that I probably neglected? And, and just start there.
1: Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down and give us little baby steps, right? And <laughs> I do appreciate that very Absolutely. much so. Now, I'm going to use a term I think that has been around for a very long time, but it's one that's very much, I would like to say, in the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Uh, we find ourselves in, let's just say, Pretty close, if not in a post-pandemic world yeah. of what's happened. And there's a whole lot of people now reflecting on what they went through and mm-hmm. what they're still processing. And in this term, especially in the world that, that I run in a lot is, is passed around along with believers, yeah. Christ followers, pastors, burnout.
2: Burnout. Right.
1: It's a big word. Um, what happens in the life of someone who has a relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but yet they find themselves... Burnt out, however yeah. they define it, uh, what can what can they do if they find themselves there? But also, I'm mm-hmm. going to imagine as some of the medical field, you're yeah. just as in, informed with preventative medicine. Things to yeah. keep us from getting there is exactly. dealing with it once we're there. So let's start. We got there. What should they do? And then let's go with, all right, we're not there yet. How do we make sure we don't get there?
2: Yeah. So burnout is is real, and what we have to understand, burnout is biblical. Even Jesus set boundaries for himself. And I think that when one is, it has reached a level of burnout, it, it is a good thing in that you have effectively given 100% of yourself in, in a particular area. But not addressing the burnout, not setting those boundaries is what causes destruction. So I say burnout is when a person is on the defense of their life instead of the offense. Okay. What does it look like for you to say, this is what I'm going to eat for the week. This is how much money I'm going to spend for the month. This is how many coffee dates I'm going to have. This is when I'm on social media. It's about setting up the boundaries for success. And when you're on the offense of your life, if you are describing what you're going to say yes and no to, then that is how you have a hold and not overextend yourself. So I say for the common person, just what are your boundaries? What are your vision? And it's what you're saying yes to, aligning with that vision, or is it depleting? And then the last thing I'll say is, every good thing is not a God thing. So mm, yes, yes, just because you're serving for the kingdom and you're helping, the, and you helping, you know, the church and you're helping all these ministries, you have to understand that rest is biblical, that rejuvenation is Sabbath biblical. is commanded. The Sabbath is commanded commanding. So you have to understand that, that God requires you to slow down and to pour into yourself so that you can pour into others.
1: I love that. Uh, The offense defense analogy, I think I've heard it said this way, proactive versus reactive. And there's so much that came upon so many people during this pandemic time. I think it's, it would be very easy to stay in that reactive mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, but this is a wonderful time, again, to begin to engage God spiritually yes. and, and have him say, hey, he's got things he wants to say about, here's here's your boundaries, mm-hmm. what it looks like, this is what I'm going to eat. He cares about that. Mm-hmm. He created us. He cares about our bodies. He cares all of that. Absolutely. And as we begin to, I guess, think about this, maybe in a way that isn't obvious at first. And by obvious, I mean this. I, I believe yeah. that every believer at some point thinks holistically. hmm too often, though, we think holistically in one of those eight categories when that eighth category or whatever, just kind of, you know, the caution light goes off or whatever, you know, the check engine light on yeah. our, you know, check the engine on that. So I, I do think we, we think about that. So how can we be people that move from being, again, reactive mm-hmm. or waiting for the check engine light to come on in that area of our life holistically mm-hmm. to be Proactive, I think a way term used, self empowered. Yeah, right. another way to say it is spirit empowered inside of us. The spirit gives to allow us to sort of not get there, but if we are there again, to overcome because again mm-hmm. I, in my own life I'm sure at some point in your life yeah. um been like oh I didn't I don't know how I got here
2: <laughs> but I'm here yes and
1: I just can't stay here
2: absolutely that is a great question I think that it starts with awareness you cannot fix or correct what you are not aware of okay so one what what are the areas of depletion in your life And then, two, how are you building up this muscular atrophy to do something about it? So, for instance, something very tangible. A lot of us at the top of the year, we have these planners and we have these to-do lists and you have these hours and all the things you have to get done. Well, I now have a planner that has a habit tracker so ah. if you're wanting to drink more water, if you're wanting to read your word daily, if you are wanting to eat three fruits a day, until you build up the 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 routine inside of self, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to track it. You're gonna have to check in with someone. You're gonna have to get an accountability partner. Right. So so just because you may not do as well one week as as you may do another, you have to continue to work at it. Habits take time. I believe it's what, 21 days?
1: Something like that.
2: 21 days. But if you don't know your consistency, if you don't know how you're showing up, you can never um, better yourself. So I would say just pick one or two goals and then um, just just check off every time you do it. It builds confidence. It builds self awareness. And then once you master that, you're now able to go into another area. Yeah, so it's 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 not um, biting it, the, the elephant at once. It's, it's it's little pieces at a time. Little
1: pieces at a time. Well, Absolutely. I love even as you're explaining that again. You're talking about the importance of community. Yes, people being around in that. And and, and off off show, I ask you if the strawberry pop tart I had this morning counts as a fruit. <laughs> I, I don't think it does. But I'm, I'm probably running short of my fruit today. Um, so let's go back to Rise again. Yeah. risewithchristian.com. How does Rise use connection and sort of innovation? Then specifically, as you mentioned at the top of the show, yeah. with uh, the millennial generation, the Gen Z and whoever the next generation is going to come behind them. It doesn't mean you don't work with us, baby boomers. I'm not a baby member, Gen <laughs> Xers and baby boomers, but, but specifically with that group of people.
2: Yeah. So one thing that I, I learned, I was a youth pastor for eight years and I still serve at a church now as a minister. I was really tired of being the youngest person in the church. And there were no millennials or young adults in the building and what I realize is that there is this this marriage of tradition and innovation. Mm-hmm. And when you're working with millennials, particularly at Rise, I want to know, what are your gifts? What are your passions? What do you want to talk about for Bible study? I, I engage and I have a post on the people. And so I think innovation is understanding what your audience needs, um, going beyond tradition and routine. And then three, being unafraid to fail. <laughs> I, I, I have this motto of win or learn, never lose. So sometimes with innovation, you have to pivot. Sometimes you fall down. Sometimes it doesn't work. But the more that you try to understand how do I uh, reach this 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 group, how do I uh, post at the right time, how do I have the right lighting, um, all of those things Takes time and it takes community. So I think that um, although church looks different now nowadays, I think that COVID has forced us to be innovative. It's forced us to do some things differently, and it's forced us to be intergenerational. So I think that um, being unafraid to fail and try new things is what really Rise is about until you find that sweet spot, and the people will tell you what works. Now, you have a <laughs> podcast
1: itself called Rising with Christian I Podcast. Do. Is some of the things you talk about there if people absolutely. want to go?
2: absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. right after
1: you're done listening to this on Don't Wave or our podcast, mm-hmm. definitely click on over to risingwithchristianpodcast.com because you use entrepreneur venture like Rise to promote Christ and make disciples. It's not... Which, by the way, I was going to say just about health. That's demeaning that side. Mm -hmm. It's not exclusively about physical health, but it's holistically because ultimately we need to take care of this body. But we also know it's going to get an upgrade. First Corinthians 15. Right. Uh, That's my closest to Beyonce that I can quote on (laughs) uh, this particular podcast, I think. But we're going to get an upgrade. Right. That's what it says. New body, that sort of thing. And that is one ultimately that we have to think about promoting Christ and who we're going to spend with. How does this connect in that way?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I believe that, um, Christ and wellness and entrepreneurship, I-, I believe that even when Jesus started his ministry, I believe he had a very entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. um, where he went outside of the four walls. He was unafraid to heal and do miracles differently as, as before. Um, and then he had a team, his disciples, you cannot do this thing called life by on your own so even in ministry, I was I was striving to go inside of a building um, to plant a church, and the Lord said, "I need you to go outside of the four walls." And I believe that um, that God is not placed in a box, that ministry is not placed in a box, and honestly, people, my generation, they're outside, they're innovative, they're thinkers. Even for the, the generation that's on TikTok, they're they're innovators, they're creators, and so God has called us to be co-creators. And entrepreneurship is just a way um, to reach people and to make disciples.
1: Yeah. So let's take a real next practical step. So mm-hmm. people hearing like this has really intrigued me. I mean, we get them, you know, websites, right? the dot com. Yeah. Talk about your podcast, Right? the dot com. But if people want to even get more connected. You have something coming up just real soon, next weekend. I want you to talk about a retreat that they can connect with.
2: Absolutely. So retreats is one way that I um, allow people to rise holistically in Christ. I have a retreat. It's in West River, Maryland, and it is called Activate. We're activating our purpose, our passions in Christ. It's for women, January 28th, and it is from 8 to 4 p.m., so if you're interested, you can head on over to my website, risewithchristian.com, get information, and um, just really uh, just start the new year off activating our gifts.
1: Tease them a little bit, though. I mean, yes. you can find out more, but tell me just a little <laughs> bit, like, what would happen if they show up?
2: Absolutely. If If you show up, I am a firm believer that God is going to break chains, that purpose is going to be built. And that accountability and vulnerability will allow you to tap into the next level. It's at the water. And when I was looking over the water, it looks peaceful and it looks tranquil. But underneath, there's currents that are trying to wipe us out. So so, what does it look like to be in a community where you're empowered to stand strong, even when the currents in your life happen, even when depression tries to take you out? And so when, when we're at that river and we're here talking about activation, it's already inside of you. You cannot activate what's not there. It's already there. But how do we build faith? and encouragement and motivation to tell women that it's time for you to come to the Fourth for Christ. So
1: one more time, where is it and what's the
2: date? www.RiseWithChristian.com and the date is January 28th.
1: And it's called what?
2: Activate Retreat for Women. Activate
1: Retreat for Women. (laughs) I love that. And so, Just Christian, thank you for being here and again I just enjoyed just seeing your personal excitement. I wish sometimes people could see what what I see when we have this moment of conversation together because there's a whole lot more that if people could connect with you personally Mm -hmm. uh, that they would see the passion that God's put in your heart and how God's calling matters and how you're helping people live out their calling as you are living out your calling in that way. Amen. And so grateful for that. And again, uh, if you want to know more about this, please go to her website, com. If you want to hear more, uh, you can go back and replay this podcast at goodnewsforthecity.com over and over again, especially if you're listening to it live right now on WAVA. Or you want to catch her on Instagram at Rising with Christian, you can go there. Or if you just like to contact every email, info at Rise of Christian.com. And all these things will be in the show notes later on yeah. if you go to Good for the Of course, if you want to get a hold of us at WAVA or me personally, you can do that several ways. You can send an email to comment at WAVA.com. Or you can email me here at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Just go to www.cfcwired.org, click on my face, and it'll send me an email. Just click on it nicely when you do it, (laughs) would you? So thanks again for joining us, Christian. And listeners, thanks for listening and remembering over and over again that Jesus loves you, and he cares for you, and it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the
2: gospel, the gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington DC metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com, keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703 803 And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.